0: And you know, I'm a pretty positive person, even more so when I put on my professional coaching or consultant hat. But after a while, I knew that when I saw this person on my appointment list, that it was gonna inevitably destroy that day. Creating the beauty business that you dream of doesn't have to take over your life. It's all about mastering some basic principles and putting in place strategies to give your business the strong foundation it needs to build from. Throw in the right mindset, a handful of proven systems, being willing to stretch your comfort zone just a little and knowing how to promote and market yourself properly and your success is inevitable. Problem is, that's not what they taught you when you were learning your skills. So that's what I'm here for. Welcome to the Beauty Business Podcast. Now with over half a million downloads worldwide, it's the number one podcast for the independent beauty business owner dedicated to helping you grow your business to get the clients and the money that you want without all the stress and the worry. Now, my name is Adam Chatterley and I've been helping spas and salons all over the world to succeed for over 20 years now. And I'm gonna help you transform your business starting today. Everyone is not your client. Seth Godin said that. When you speak to everyone, you speak to no one. Meredith Hill was responsible for that one. You can please some of the people all of the time, but you can't please all of the people all of the time. John Lydgate, a philosopher, monk, and a poet from 600 years ago said that one. And not everyone is your client. In fact, most people aren't. That one was me. Now, business leaders and philosophers for centuries have been quoted saying kind of the same thing. So it's probably a good idea if we take notice, right? But what does this actually mean for us? While a great pithy and seemingly insightful statement, it isn't particularly helpful to us on its own. So how can we break this down and then take this advice on board and use it to our advantage in our businesses? Well, that's exactly what today's episode is all about. Before we dive into the episode today though, I wanted to make sure that you've taken the opportunity to grab yourself a copy of my incredibly popular entirely free and very useful ebook. It's called the seven day booking boost and that's exactly what it is. Well, it's actually that and a whole lot more. It's basically a framework for quite simply leveling up your beauty business in just 15 minutes a day. The initial result of that being more bookings for you and you'll start to see results inside of just seven days but the longer you do it for the bigger the results you're going to get now it's brand new it's brand new edition it's rather beautiful and it's specifically designed for beauty and wellness business owners and operators just like you it contains a very simple easy three-step process that'll take you just 15 minutes a day ideally the first 15 minutes of your day to almost guarantee a massive increase in your effectiveness an increase in your connection with your clients and an amplification of all your marketing efforts which in turn will bring you more bookings more clients and even a lot more sales as well so if you want a very short effective checklist that's full of delightful humor and joy then go to beautybusinesspodcast.com forward slash boost and download your copy today Yes, hello, welcome. Adam here with another episode of your favorite business podcast, specifically for the world of wellness and beauty. And I'd like to say thank you, first of all, to those of you that have emailed me after downloading the aforementioned seven day booking boost with your success stories. One of my favorites came in just this week from Kay Squire. Hi, Kay, how are you doing? And on day one of doing the three things in the seven day booking boost, she got a booking from a client that she hadn't heard from in a while simply after reaching out with one of my single, simple emails. And she made a brand new influencer contact at a local food forest project just on day one, which is amazing. So it really, really does work. Now, the year is but a few months old, and I have yet another big announcement to bring to you. A huge announcement, in fact. Well, okay, I've been teasing you with this one now on the last couple of episodes, and I can finally announce to the world what it is. Now, if you're on my email list, and quite frankly, why wouldn't you be? Then you'll already have had a few hints about this, but. The truth is I'm launching a brand new beauty business secret membership specifically for anyone running their own business or thinking of starting their own business who wants to have the resources, the tools, the motivation to get their business successful or to grow even more as quickly as possible and have a lot of fun doing it. Now, I'm really excited about this because we've based it around my hugely successful beauty business boot camps. I've been running these now for the past couple of years. And if you are one of the hundreds of beauty business owners that have been to one of my virtual boot camps, then you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. But this ain't for just a week. This one is going to be non-stop, So the fun and the learning, and most importantly, the motivation never ends. Now, we've got a monthly calendar of events, including regular live Q&As, expert masterclasses, course parties, the tool shed, co-working sessions and sprints, the library and perks. And if you want to know exactly what some of those things are, because nothing else like this exists specifically for our industry, then you're going to have to go and get on the waitlist for more information. But I am very pleased to announce that the waitlist that I've been teasing you with on email recently is, wait for it, now open as of today. So if you want to find out exactly what we've got in store, just go to beautybusinesspodcast.com forward slash membership and get yourself on the waitlist and we'll send you all of the info that you need. Super exciting. Cannot wait to bring this to you. I've been working on this now for quite a few months with my whole team. But back to today's episode and the fact that not everyone is your client. Or as the bald headed one, Seth Godin, the marketing guru, puts it, everyone is not your client. But we're, you know, basically talking about the same thing. So, what does this actually mean for you and your business as a business owner? Well, essentially, it's a reminder that fortunately very fortunately, you are meant to work with some people and you are not meant to work with others. Now, there's a number of reasons for this. And far from being a negative, which I think some people can take it to, I mean it. It seems like it would be easier, sure, if literally every person that you knew or every person that you bumped into on the street was your potential client. That'd be easy, wouldn't it? You'd be booked in no time. However, that would actually make it extremely difficult to open up a new business and become successful because, All your potential clients would already be ideal clients of somewhere else. And even more difficult to get to visit you and book in with you. So it's actually a really positive thing. And also, this plays right into the concept of your ideal client or your perfect future client or your ideal client avatar, call it whatever you will. And yes, I will continue to bang on about this until I fail to draw breath. So you've doubtless heard something like this before, the advice that to understand your ideal client and how this is all going to affect your marketing efforts, your client getting efforts, because remember, marketing and client getting are two different things. See previous episodes for more on this. And then also the general, you know, running of your business is going to make it all so much easier and more pleasurable. But how many of you, I wonder, really, honestly, 100% believe and embrace this concept? And how many of you are kind of passively agreeing with it, and then secretly still just anyone that you can as a client. Well, let's cure you of that niggling doubt right now as I prove to you once and for all why not everyone is your client, why that's a good thing, and why it's good for your business too. Okay, ready? Excellent. So first of all, I want you to start by imagining a really large group of people. Let's say a sports stadium full of people. So This huge crowd of people that you're imagining in here contains all of your potential ideal clients. But wow, that is a lot of people. And how are you going to speak to them all to figure out, first of all, who's even interested in what you offer and who's not? Sounds like a lot of hard work, right? Well, now expand that sports stadium full of people to the entire populations of your town or your city, or you know, the whole area that you could attract people from. Now that really is a lot of people, even if they all were interested in your services in the first place, you don't have that sort of time. But what if you could eliminate large portions of that population or that stadium to rule out the people you are almost certainly not interested in what you offer? It'd save you quite a bit of time, right? And right there, we've already started to embrace the fact that not everyone is your client because you understand that even if you are the best lash tech or the best facial expert around, chances are that people are only going to travel so far to come and see you regularly. So straight away, we understand that not everyone in the world is your customer because quite a lot of them, in fact, the overwhelming majority of them live too far away from you to even consider being your client. Now that's almost too obvious, too ridiculous a statement to even bother pointing out. Of course, you know this, But do you always remember this when simply measuring the number of Instagram followers you have, let's say, you know, if you're based in Tampa, Florida, and you get an Instagram follower in Portland, Oregon, that's nice and all, but they aren't going to be booking in with you anytime soon. So straight away, we are proving this statement that not everyone is your client. Indeed, most people, because there's this geographic component at play here are not and should not and never will be your client. So you need to work out how far your potential ideal client is willing to travel regularly to come and see you. Yes, there are always stories of that, you know, those celebrity clients willing to cross continents to see the, you know, the one esthetician that they've been seeing for ages and they love. And that's great, but you're going to need a lot of them if you're going to really rule out geographic proximity as a factor in helping you narrow down and helping to focus on your ideal clients. So that's really number one on our list. What area does your potential ideal client most likely live or work in? Now, when it comes to other practical things to rule people out of being your ideal client, you've got to consider economic factors as well. You know, can someone afford your services? Now, please do not confuse this by you making a decision for your potential client as to whether they can afford you or should be spending what money they do have on you. Only your client can and should make that choice. But simply consider the type of economic situation that a client likely to be your ideal client is already in. Now, it's handy to look at your existing clients here. What do they do? What kind of earning brackets are they in? You know, stack the odds in your favour and aim for other clients that are in a similar position to that. Now, that nicely brings us on to another fairly obvious demographic, age. Now, again, I'm not saying you should be making decisions for your clients here, but there are certain treatments that are right for certain people. Now, at the extremes, let's say most beauty business owners wouldn't, probably shouldn't be performing a lot of the treatments that they offer on people, let's say, under 16 years of age, you know. So right there, you've just narrowed your focus even more. And again, at the other end, anti-aging treatments generally are going to be aimed at people over a certain age. Now, that's for you to work out based on what exactly it is you do and you offer in your business. But this too has a bearing on who might be your ideal client and who certainly isn't going to be your ideal client. Now, another fairly easy way to narrow things down is gender. Now, again, I'm fully aware that most treatments now can be and should be aimed at and available for any and all genders. However it could very well be that you yourself have a preference. I know many female waxing specialists that don't feel comfortable working on male clients, and that's totally fine. It's your business, and this is one of the cool parts. You know, you get to make the rules. And again, entirely useful, given that it helps you narrow down your potential pool of people to focus your attention on, certainly for getting clients, and also keeping your clients too. So geographic, economic, age, and gender, those are four methods of narrowing down, focusing your attention, ruling people out about who are your clients and who aren't your clients to take that very large number of people that we talked about a minute ago and focusing that down to hopefully a much more manageable number. And those are just the practical reasons why not everyone is your client. But that's where things start to get a little bit more tricky, isn't it? So now we're left with this slightly more manageable, more reasonable number of people, but the chances are we're still dealing with a lot of people and a lot of potential clients. So where do we go now if still not all of these people are meant to be your clients? Well, you may have noticed me repeatedly referring to people that would be your ideal clients being able to visit you regularly. Now, no matter what your business type, this is crucial to your success. If you burn through clients, if you see clients once and then never again, even if you are amazing, World class at bringing in new clients, then by the example of ruling out narrowing down that we've just gone through, you will at some point run out of people to be new clients for your business. Now, the definition of regular varies obviously depending on the specific beauty business that you have and what treatments you offer. For some, you know, regular could be every few weeks, for some, it might mean every few months, and for others, for example, permanent makeup artists, it could be even longer than that. But repeat business from regular clients, is the key to your long-term success. So with that in mind, who's most likely to become a regular client? What are those characteristics that we should look for? Well, I'd say, personally, it's someone that really values what it is that you do and what you do for them. Now, you don't want a client that's been lured into you by, say, some massive discount offer or some crazy promotion, you know, they will immediately be lured away from you by another offer from somewhere else. And as I've been quoted many a time on this, this way leads to a race to the bottom, you know, a race to the cheapest on price. And that's done enough damage to our industry already. And, you know, the ability to charge easily what it is that you're worth something that our industry needs to run screaming from, from the hills, not charging what you're worth, obviously, but doing big discounts and things to bring people in. Hope that makes sense. So what does someone that values what you do actually look like? Well, first of all, I'd say it's someone that respects you and respects your time, okay? So immediately this rules out the last minute cancellers, the late arrivers, and the worst of the worst, the no-showers. Sure, it's difficult to spot these people at the outset. You know, it's not like they walk around wearing a badge or they look a certain way. But as I pointed out a couple of episodes ago, there are fairly easily, you know, easy ways that you can put in place to weed out people like this simply by the employment of things like taking payments in advance. You know, I made this case for an entire episode a couple of episodes ago, but someone that is hesitant to pay in advance or even just pay a booking fee or a deposit fee is effectively saying to you, I'm not a hundred percent certain I'm actually going to turn up for this treatment or service. So is that really the type of client that you want? Is that someone that you think values what you do enough for them to be, you know, the person you should be focusing on about being your client? Doesn't really seem so for me. So, anyone that doesn't demonstrate a respect for what I do and my time, they're not destined to be a client of mine and they shouldn't be for you either. Now, another thing I'd say that identifies someone that values what you do is someone that listens to your recommendation and then acts upon it. Now, whether that's by purchasing a product recommendation, making a change to their diet or their lifestyle or their habits, even just booking in for a course of treatments or, you know, something that you suggest would work best for them. Now, it's the old dentistry analogy here. If your dentist told you that you needed a professional clean or to floss more or to have a filling or even have root canal, which flipping hurts, then we simply go, okay. You know, we're not forced to do it. No one has a gun to our heads, but we do it because we respect and we value their knowledge, their expertise and their advice. So a client that values you and your expertise would treat your recommendations and what you say much more like that of a dentist than not. Now, another one that we are so guilty of putting up with in our industry are what I call the baggage dumpers. You know, clients that bring in all their troubles, their negativity, their stresses, and they like to dump them all over you while you're performing the treatment of the service that they're actually paying you for. You know, like you're offering some sort of counseling therapy as a free add-on. You know, this has become way too accepted, in air quotes, accepted as just the way things are in our industry. And for our own sake, for our own personal sake, we really need to stop this. Now, I don't think for a second that I've not made all of the mistakes that I'm talking about here. I really do speak from guilty experience because I had a client for years that did exactly this. She was, she is a wonderful person with a huge heart But I knew that when I heard from her to book a call, it was going to be to tell me that everything was wrong, that everything's just not working, how it was possibly linked to the last thing that we worked on together and so on. Because she didn't book in regularly. She booked in probably once a year for a kind of an ad hoc call. And you know, I'm a pretty positive person, even more so when I put on my professional coaching or consultant hat. But after a while, I knew that when I saw this person on my appointment list, that it was going to inevitably destroy that day, partly because of how I knew it would make me feel, and partly because in order to try and make myself feel better, I'd end up either spending longer on the call than I needed to, and then possibly also end up doing extra work later to try and both help out my client and help me feel better as well. But the problem was, I really liked them as a person. But in the end, the day that I told them that I didn't think I was the best person for them moving forwards, and I ultimately let them go as a client, I felt a huge sense of relief, like, you know, a long and very lingering weight had finally been lifted. And yes, I did. I let this go on for way too long, years, in fact. And that's a good point, actually. Remember that this doesn't only apply in terms of attracting new clients. This applies just as much to existing clients that you already have. You know, once you identify someone that doesn't value you based on whatever criteria that you've just created for yourself, so far here, we've got respecting your time, listening to your recommendations and not dumping emotional baggage all over you. Then the sooner you can put them free as a client from your business, and then the better that you're going to feel and the better that you will be off in the long run, trust me. Now, I know this is a tough ask. I know that when you're not yet up to the client numbers that you may want, then this is still money that's coming in, money that probably you need, but take it from me and from thousands of other business people and philosophers that have gone before us, letting go of clients like this will ultimately make you more successful, more quickly, and give you far fewer gray hairs and sleepless nights along the way. Now, a couple of other things that I have on my own list for people who I'm meant to serve and meant to work with are people that are natural evangelists or super fans. You know, this is by no means a deal breaker. I wouldn't rule anyone out for this. Not like, you know, baggage dumpers, but if we can work with people who are happy to sing our praises to tell people about what we do and how much we've helped them and how much they love working with us, well, that does two things. Number one, makes us feel pretty awesome when we hear people who we've helped telling other people about it. And number two, when people do that, the result is what? It's more clients. But better than just more clients, because in my experience, people who value what we do are more likely to hang out with other people who are also likely to value what we do. So not only will this bring you more clients, but more valuable clients as well, which is absolutely brilliant. And the final one for me on my list of people who are supposed to be my clients, people that are easy for me to get on with, you know, people that at least partly share my sense of humour, people who I have somewhat shared interest with. So, you know, we have something in common, however tenuous that might be. In short, people I enjoy working with, because it just makes everything so much easier. Plus, it also helps to keep them as clients over the longer term. And it makes it more likely that they'll not mess you around, that they'll tell other people about you, that they'll listen to what you have to say. And, you know, they'll help you with this whole narrowing down, weeding out process and actually bring more people to you that are the kind of the people that you want to work with. Now, I'm sure I could keep going with reasons why some people are your clients or meant to be your clients and why others are not meant to be your clients. But I'm hoping that you kind of get the idea now. And I've kind of started you off on this, hopefully a thought journey that you can can run with. So just the practical reasons and these more, whatever, criteria-based reasons here should illustrate to you why the statement, not everyone is your client, is in fact true. But hopefully now you also understand how it can be useful to you in your business, both to help you focus in on who might be more likely to be a good client, as well as who already is a client that possibly shouldn't be a client. Okay? So hopefully now you can stop theoretically believing in this and 100% embrace this concept in your business. Because going back to the very start, there is a very good reason why there are so many quotes about this because it is good advice and it is true. So, what is your list of clients that you want and clients that you don't want and how can you attract more of one and repel more of the other so they never even darken your door. I'll leave you with that to ponder on. But hey, if you want some help with that and a whole bunch of other things as well to help your Business a success more simply? Well, I can only suggest that you put your name down on the wait list for my brand new membership, the secret membership, by hopping over to beautybusinesspodcast.com forward slash membership or by clicking on the link in the episode details right there on your podcast app, putting your name down, and I'll send you all the details as we release them over the next few days. Now, I also love it when people leave me a review for the podcast, something that I'd got out of the habit of asking you for and therefore people got out of the habit of doing, thus proving things that I've said many, many times before. But we've got some new reviews, and I'd like to share with you just one from this past week. Now, this is from Bloom Beauty Inc. over on iTunes. I believe it was the USA iTunes store, in fact. And it says, Adam is on top in this industry, answering questions that I have as I listen daily. He stays on top of ideas and trends, yet has an old school smart business technique to drive you to the top. Listening has been relevant, starting my PMU biz and opening up my salon to currently running and growing my operation every single day. Thanks, Adam. Keep it up. Well, thank you, Bloom Beauty Inc. I appreciate the review. And if you'd like to leave me a review or a rating, an honest one, please then just go to whatever podcast platform you were listening on. I don't think we've had one on Spotify for a while. So if you're listening over on Spotify, especially, but anywhere, how about going and letting me know what you think? as well as if you have any suggestions for future episodes, that's always very helpful too. Now, don't forget you have a chance to connect with me over on Clubhouse with the uh, podcast episode After Party that we've decided seems to have fallen on Tuesdays for now, where you can ask me any questions, bring your suggestions, argue with me about the most recent episode or indeed any episode. You can find me on Clubhouse under at Adam Chatterley follow me and you should receive notifications about when those after parties are happening. So that's it for me for now. But we've got some amazing episodes coming up soon. And one I'm particularly excited about is all about running Instagram competitions to grow your following and your client base because there are so many do's and don'ts and things that will get your account shut down faster than you can say Insta celebrity. So make sure you find out A, why competitions are awesome and B, what not to do so you don't fall foul of the rules. I will see you next week. So you've been listening to the Beauty Business Podcast. My name is Adam Chatterley. And if you've enjoyed the show today, then you must make sure you don't miss another episode. Just click subscribe in whatever podcast application you're listening to this on to be notified when a new episode is released. And if you'd like even more help starting growing or scaling up your beauty business, then just go to beautybusinesspodcast.com or slash help. And there are a number of ways, a number of resources right there to entertain, enlighten and assist you in your business journey, no matter what stage you are at. So subscribe first, do that right now. And then it's beautybusinesspodcast.com forward slash help for anything else.